Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Now, this is an active, interactive Bible study tonight. We're in the Summit Room prayer area. By the way, Sunday mornings, you want to find yourself in this prayer room. There's a great bunch of people that come in here uh, before Sunday morning church if you want to come Amen. and pray. Come into the house of the Lord. Come in the side door here if you want or through the hall and you can come back here and spend some time in prayer. It's a great place to, to connect with God before service. Um, but anyway, we are preparing. I hear them out there. The kids are practicing. We are preparing for our Sunday program with our children's ministry, and I'm very excited. Amen? Amen. I love this time of year. Uh, families coming together, and I hope everybody had a, a great, wonderful Thanksgiving season, and, um, and I pray that you have a wonderful uh, holiday season as well as Christmas season. Um, but tonight we're going to go into the Word of the Lord. Now, I'm going to be teaching uh, this week, um, and um, let's see here. I I'm going to tell you the schedule here real quick so that you know, because in during this holiday season, we are going to have uh, a sporadic because of our, all of our time. So today is the 29th, and so I, I will be teaching um, on the 13th, um, and Brother Carl will be teaching on the 6th. Brother Carl's going to be teaching about the names of God. He's going to be teaching... No. Um, <laughs> he just is finding out. <laughs> he will be teaching on the names of God in the Old Testament, how they connect the word uh, to the word of the Lord and Yahweh and Jesus and all these wonderful things that we did not dig into when we were talking about who is Jesus. So uh, I want him to dig into that for you and expound on the names of God. Someone say amen. Amen. Brother Carl, how's that sound? Sounds wonderful. I thought it would. So um, I appreciate that. I, I'm going to be um, with my son for Christmas that day. So we're having to celebrate. Families grow, right? They grow up and you have to celebrate Christmas when you can. So um, um, we're going to be uh, celebrating Christmas that day. So it's a weird day, but hey, I'm willing to, as Grandpa, take whatever day I can get. <laughs> So I pray that you have Thanksgiving, good Thanksgiving as well online, and uh, we're going to have a great study. Tonight we're talking about mind monsters. Everybody say mind monsters. Mind monsters. Whoa, it's one of my favorite subjects. You know why? Because it's so relevant to what we're doing and living today, right? Uh, if we don't understand fully and, and, and completely that our mind is the what battlefield of our soul, that our mind can keep us captive, that if we let our mind be captive of the enemy, then our, our, our whole body will be taken over by things that are ungodly and things that we don't want to be a part of, but we become a part of, and we don't know how we got here. Um, because we let our minds... I was just mentioning to somebody, the Proverbs song Solomon, or Solomon rather, wrote this. He said, don't stand at the end in Proverbs. He says, don't stand at the end of the, the corner of the street where the prostitute lives at the end of that street. Don't, don't tempt yourself by even standing where the street is, right? And the, and the concept is there's things in my life and in yours that if I'm not a good steward of, hear me today, if I'm not a good steward of the sins that do so easily beset me, then I will fall for things that I could have avoided because I simply did not watch for the warning signs. Uh, don't don't give me your whole but uh, uh, background there, but uh, just acknowledge uh, how many of you know when you're fixing to do something you probably shouldn't be doing, right? You know it, right? I know it, right? Everybody knows it, right? We know that because that's the conviction of God coming. Hey, hey, hey! He whispers. He doesn't force us, right? He's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. So he doesn't condemn us. No, you're a bad. No, he doesn't do that. He loves us and waits for us. Isn't that beautiful? 
He loves us and waits for us. So when we come to our senses, like the man, uh, the, the young man in the pig pen, right? Uh, we come to our senses. He's in my father's house, man. They're living way better. The servants are living better. I got to fix this, right? And so many times in my life and in yours, we find ourselves in very similar places where we know we're doing what's going to hurt us, but somehow we continue to do it because of peer pressure, because of pleasure, because of, we can name all kinds of things, right? It doesn't make us bad people. It means that we have made bad decisions, right? So a lot of people say, I'm a bad person. No, you're not. Don't say that because it's not true. Christ doesn't create bad people, right? We make bad decisions, right? And they turn into bad things and bad consequences. So let's give ourselves some breathing room and say, I'm going to live under the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. We come to him and, Lord, we beg of your mercy and your grace to cover us and, and direct our lives. It doesn't, we can't continue in our sin that grace may abound. God forbid, Paul says, we've got to make appropriate and proper uh, changes in order to turn from our sin and turn towards God. Amen? Amen? So our mind monsters are the ones that come along and say, you're never going to be saved. You know what? You screw up all the time. You you just you're not good enough. You're just you know what? You're gonna try, 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 and you're gonna fail, fail, fail. And our minds wonder, are we saved? Are we good? Are we gonna be able to overcome? Am I good enough? Can I do this? Can God does God really love me? Does God oh what does he really think about me? Is he really and we get to the point where we start saying, Is there even a God? Because we become so numb to the fact that we've made these decisions in our mouth. Did you know your brain listens to your words? They've proven scientifically that when you speak things, right, your brain is listening through your ears. So you can thank them, right, and you say, well, that's good enough for my brain. No, no. You're overcome by the word of your testimony. That's what the scripture says, right? And when you speak positive, your brain hears positive, right? It's weird. Our brain is so interesting to me. Um, and, and when we speak negatively, out loud, our brain hears that through our ears, and it begins to believe it, right? A thought versus a voice is very, very different, right? I can think about cussing you out, but if I start cussing you out, are you hearing me? Amen. It's very different, right? And I can say, oh, God, forgive me for those thoughts versus, oh, God, forgive me for that sin, right? Because thoughts are not sin. Action is sin. Someone say amen. amen. So we can, we can struggle in this area because our mind fails us. We try to think through human thought versus spiritual thought and God thought. How many of you know that Jesus died? <laughs> amen. How many know he rose again? Come on, give me a hand wave. Uh, how many know that he loves you, right? He cares for you. He's, he's brought you out and, and he loves you and he wants to see the best for you. And if we can understand that basis, that baseline that says God loves me, no matter how I feel, God loves me. No matter what the world says, God loves me. No matter what, what my brain tells me, God loves me. Right? That's a forever settled in heaven issue. So our mind monsters uh, are very important. Those monsters come in all kinds of forms. Last week we talked about fear. Everybody say fear. Yeah. So let me read to you in Philippians chapter 4, verse uh, 8 and 9. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, Paul writes. He's writing to church of Philippi, and he's trying to get them to understand some things. He says, there's one thing I want to mention. This is important, so I want you to listen to one final thing. Fix your thoughts are on what? What is true? What is true? What is what? And honorable. So it's not just true, it's honorable. So it's like a burger. You stack it on each other. So it can be true, but unhonorable. Well, that doesn't mean I, I shouldn't be focusing on that. You follow me? 
So it's truth, right? You got true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable, right? So you have this, this not, it's not you take one of those and say, well, I'll take this one. No, it's, it's all or none, right? God wants you to, to think on these things. He says, think about the things that are what? Excellent and worthy of praise. Because if you, whatsoever you think in your heart, so is it. Whatever you start thinking about, it's going to eventually come out of your mouth. It's eventually going to come into the actions of your, of your digits, right? If you think about it enough, it begins to overwhelm you and consume your brain. Our brains are so interesting, and I wish I had time. Um, the neuron paths that we develop as young people, uh, that's why our development of our children are so important, because we all develop these neuron paths, and our neuron paths are so hard to change. People that have anger issues, right, you, you have to change, you have to work. It's the hardest work you'll ever do is to change your neuron paths to go from being an angry person to a peaceful person, right? It's the hardest thing, and it can be done. Um, it can be done. It can be done. The person that's been abused or raped and helping them change the neuron paths to believe that they are worthy and they're good and they're valuable, right? It takes so much work. It takes so much work. It's the hardest thing. And you can do all things through Christ. So whoever might be hearing this, don't stop doing the work, right? And by the way, it's work. It's not magic wand. It's not go to the altar and pray. You've got to do all those things, right? But you've got to work on yourself as well. And that's so important. So he says, think of the things that are excellent. So what is your thoughts? What's, what, are, what are you around that makes you think about things? Now we can, why do we have these signs in here, all this stuff on the wall? Because I want you to think about godly things. I want you to think about James 4 and 8. I want you to think about Psalms 46 and 10. I want you to think about Philippians, right? I want you to think about things. So when you come into the prayer room, you're not thinking about We don't have pictures of, of a swimsuit lady and, and uh, 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 Superman in his super suit over here. We don't have, we, why? Because we're, we're not, we want to resist that, right? We want to draw our mind to the things of God and the things. And so we're in the world all day long. And we see all these things from billboards, mostly in our hand. How many of you have been scrolling through something you thought was going to be a pure, wonderful day, and all of a sudden something pops up and makes you go, man, why? 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 Right? I'll tell you why. Because the enemy knows he can tempt you, right? But you know what? You've got to say, resist the devil, and he what shall flee from you. So you've got to learn to say no, and that's part of your mind. Changing that neuron path, saying no where you would say yes. And it's work. It's the hardest work you'll ever do in your life. So he says, but you can do it. Think on these things. Here it is, verse 9. I want you to underline this if you have it or, or, or denote this in your mind. Keep putting into practice. That word keep means do it again and again and again. Notice he didn't say into perfection. He said into what? Practice. Because you'll never be perfect. The only perfection we have is in Christ, in the mercy of God, in the grace of God. So I'll do my very best, and he's going to fill in the gaps. Because at my very best, I'm still a sinner. Come on now, somebody. At my very best, I'm still falling short of the glory of God. Right? That's why we need him. That's why Jesus died on Calvary, because he knew we needed him. We needed him to, to fulfill those things in our life. So we, you've got to keep putting. I tell young Christians all the time that many times uh, we we don't keep going we we stop praying we stop fasting we stop reading our bible and then we expect spiritual growth we expect 
victory in Jesus. You know, it doesn't work that way, right? And and you try to, and people get so frustrated sometimes that oh, I just did. Every time I turn around, something's bad happening. No, 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 and no. You mean every time you turn around, you're making bad decisions? That's what's going on. And when I bring it to their attention, they're like, "Well, that's true because I." I chose that or this and this or that. And this is why I'm in the spot that I'm in. And I think that if we can can forgive ourselves, right, <laughs> for the mistakes that we make or have made, and we say, Lord, I'm all yours and you're mine and you can forgive me. I've got to forgive myself. One of my favorite passages in the scripture is that love your neighbor as your what? Self. And most of us don't love ourselves. There's so many people that can't love their neighbor. You know our world's in chaos and they hate each other? Because they can't love themselves. They don't like themselves. They don't like what they've become. They don't like the sin that is reflected in their life. They don't like the person they are. They cover it up with drugs and alcohol and activities and golf and fishing and all kinds of stuff, right? They keep moving. How many of you know people that are busy constantly, right? It's because if they sit still, they have to hear God. If they sit still... God comes to them and whispers to them because He's a loving God. So if they can keep their mind buzzing and going and doing, they don't have to listen for God because He's covered up. Am I making sense tonight? Amen. He's covered up. And I want you to realize that uh, no matter how much you try to cover Him up, in the midnight hour, in the still of your night, He's going to come to you. He's going to come to you. And He's going to come to you in a dream or in a silence, someplace where He's going to be able to knock on your heart's door and say, Hey, I'm still here. I'm still here. A lot of people think that's torment. It's like, God's stalking me. You know? Yes, he is. Because you ask him into your heart and your life, and you obey his scriptures, and you, you, you've done your best, right? Amen. And so he's not going to give up on his child. What does he say? He left the 99 and searched for the what? One. That's a, that's, to me, that breaks me up every time. Because he, he searches for the one that went astray. And when he found him, what did he do with the Carl? He broke his leg. He broke his leg put him over his shoulder. and put him over his shoulder because that's what shepherds do. Because he knew he was better off broken leg in the the fold than being out free legged and eaten by a wolf, right? So God sometimes chastises us. He puts us in spots where we feel broken, not because he's mad at us or hates us. No, it's because he loves us. And he wants us to understand that he loves us. Amen? Amen? Are you feeling that tonight? I really feel this in the Holy Spirit. God's really speaking to those of you online. I, I pray that you're hearing me today from Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. He says, uh, Practice all you have learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Um, I'm telling my young pastor, young, what's going on? Are you not putting scriptures up there? Oh, sister's, sister Roseanne. You're amazing. Thanks. Sorry. There it is, right there. Okay. Uh, Philippians chapter 4. Look, keep putting it in there. Right? Look, look what he says. Everything you hear from me and saw me doing, right? People are watching you. They're listening for you, right? When you say, I don't know if I'm going to make it, they're listening. They're waiting for us to fail. That's right. So don't let the enemy be, trick you into negativity in your mind, your mouth your ears. Don't let him do it. Amen? Amen? Then the God of peace will be with you. So, what did we learn? Uh, your mind monsters matter. You just can't say, well, I'm going to stay busy. I'm going to watch a lot of movies and Netflix and constantly so I don't have to hear God. I'm going to play the TV all day long so I don't have no silence in my house. How many of you know people do that? 
right? They play the radio, the TV, the internet. And something's always on. You walk in their house and they're aware that something's on. Why? Because they don't want to deal with their silence. Love silence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that later. Um, so everything you do begins with a thought. Did you understand that? Everything that you do begins with, I think I'll go over to hmm, Buffalo Wild Wings today. I'm hungry for wings. Right? Everything you do begins with a thought. So let your thoughts be in what? Be in God. What, what does he say? Let your mind be in Christ Jesus. Right? You don't walk according to the flesh. You walk according to the Spirit. So, very important things. So, let's start by these. What goes through your mind during the day? What goes through? So, what influences your mind? I want to be practical here, right? So, we all, most of us, not maybe not all of us, but we all have Facebook, right? Um, did you know that algorithms, like I have 590 friends. I've like deleted a lot of people. Um, I used to have a thousand. I was like, I never talked to these people. Why am I, you know, delete, 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 delete. Um, they weren't my friends. Um, and so, I would put up, if you're my friend, you know, uh, you know, my mom passed away. You know, I love your prayers. If you can't say, you know, hey, I'm praying for you during that time, then you're not my friend. Um, uh, so delete. <laughs> Block. <laughs> I'm brutal. Um, so, uh, but I don't have time for that, right? Uh, so here, here's what I've learned is that um, the algorithms that Facebook use and Instagram even more so, right? So if you have a friend who's watching things on Instagram that you shouldn't be really watching, and by the way, they shouldn't either. But because you're connected to them, there's a good possibility that's going to start popping up in your feed because friends like the same kind of things. Did you know the algorithm works like that? Have you ever had something in your feed that you go, what in the world is that? Yeah. Yeah. We've all had that. It's because somebody you're connected to is <coughs> reviewing things, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say amen. Amen. So, you're, no, you didn't. Look, that's between you and God. But understand that your friends you keep will dictate what you see on your Facebook page. I'm going to shout hallelujah right now. Come on now. So if, if you're not careful, that's why I went through and started deleting people. Because they don't have the same values I have. They don't say, they're not going in the same direction I'm going. They're not trying to do the same thing I'm doing. I love them, but I don't have to see their stuff. I don't have to be tempted by things that they're being getting into, by the way. Their idea of, of, of fighting temptation is just giving into it. Um, but you've got to be careful. Uh, Pastor, is that, yes, it's the absolute truth. The algorithms, this is how they work. They test your friend. Oh, well, they, they're friends. Like, oh, you like camping? Well, Nate's kind of like camping then because he's your friend, right? And it happens all. How many of you ever wondered, how, how, how did they... How'd that come up? We were just talking about that yesterday. Well, number two, they're listening. Um, uh, but uh, the, the other part is because you start looking for camp. We're talking about camping stuff. You start talking, looking for camp stuff. And I go, man, I wonder about that camping stuff. We were talking about yesterday. And I, I just Google something about, you know, camping stoves. Well, all of a sudden, everybody in my group is going to have camping stoves. My wife, my children. You know this is true. Yeah. Yes. So this is how it works with the enemy. He comes in like a flood. Because somebody's watching porn. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. You can call it whatever, soft, whatever. I'm saying, well, they don't show. Well, listen, whatever you call it, it's not of God. Exactly. So now you get tempted with things you didn't even realize you were fighting. You don't fight things until you realize, oh my God, ooh, that, could, ooh, that looks good. Yeah. And what's not, ooh, my, you're not an idiot. I tell people, you're not dead. Exactly. <laughs> 
can't say, oh no, that doesn't look good. Because it does look good, right? <laughs> We're being real tonight, right? Uh, but you have to say no, right? You have to say no. Why? Because it's not my wife. It's not what I'm supposed to be doing. It's not lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. Pride of life. It's the big three. So in our lives, if we're not careful, we will allow this thing to take us to hell. I'm going to say it again. And not because we plan to. Now we get up to it. You know, I'm going to go look for some stuff today. No. I just go through some. I'm just, I'm just looking at grandbabies and kids' toys. And I'm looking. All of a sudden, I see some. What in the world? Right? Somebody twerking on my page or something going on, you know? I'm like, Lord have mercy. So I had to do some research because I couldn't figure out how this was getting on my head. Well, somebody in my group has been watching twerking videos, right? So in, in your life, you have to be precaution. You have to put balance, checks and balances in your life, right? So my wife is my check and balance, right? I run across those kind of things, I show it to her. Right? I don't want to see that stuff. I just want you to know. Right? Because, listen to me, secrets is the love of the enemy in your life. Amen. So if I can de-arm the enemy, my, my phone is, my wife knows my password to everything I have. If I walk in the house and she has my phone she's going through it, I don't question. What are you doing? No. You know why? She's my safety. She's my guard. She's my safekeeper. Right? So, same with her. You know? We don't ask. Why? Not that we even think that kind of But I'm just saying, there, there's an understanding amongst us, right? That we have, you know, there's no such thing as I have, hey, you know, I have, listen, I do marriage counsel all the time that says, I don't know his password. I don't know her password. I'm like, well, I want you to exchange them right now. Well, I can't do that. Well, then you're not serious about this relationship. Let's move on. Oh, yeah. Stop wasting my time. One plus. So, amen? Because Amen. Amen. I'm on a roll right now. Yes, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm sick. I'm sick of this thing destroying homes yeah. and lives. I'm sick of it. Right? Amen. We used to preach against drugs and alcohol, and you know, that's. I, I feel like that's that's so minor anymore. <laughs> it's not. But this is. But this has become so toxic. This has become so addictive. It's become so ungodly. That if we're not careful, you know, this benign Facebook or benign, they have all these policies, hogwash. Amen. People will do what they're going to do because they're sinners and we're sinners. And that's why we have to deal with this in our lives. We have to be what reminded that we're not saved by our own works, but right. works of righteousness amen. that he has done. Someone say amen. 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 So I want you to think about this when you're, when you're in your life, you're moving through. I want you to learn to say no. Everybody say no. No. no, 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 and you might have to say it ten times in a row. No, 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 no. <laughs> right? No, no, I can't. No, 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 no. Sweetheart, yeah. right? Honey, yeah. right? Keep me safe. Maybe it's it, it is alcohol that you struggle with. Maybe it is things like that that you same thing, right? You have to put things, checks and balances in your life, safeguards, safeguards, mm -hmm. right? People in your life that are directing you the right way. When you come to them, and say, "Man, I, I screwed up last night, man. I got I got wasted. I was I don't know how that happened. I was with a friend, and next thing I know, man, that's what happened." I, I I deal with people with this all the time, and they're not. There's no stranger to that. There's no. It's it's okay. Amen. Right. 
Why is it okay? Because grace is sufficient for you, right? And God loves you, and he wants to bring you through that. So don't beat yourself up and say, well, I I'm, I'm might as well quit now. No, 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 you're human. Someone say, I'm human. Amen. Yeah, and God planned for that. That's why he died on Calvary, because he's giving you grace to walk through that, right? We have all have things that we deal with. No matter who you are in this room, you have things. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. Every one of us have things that we deal with on a daily basis. And everybody has different things, right? right. So we can't judge one. This is why Christ says to us over and over in the scriptures, don't judge yourself by others. Don't, don't, don't say, well, he's doing really good, so I'm not doing well. And also, look at him. I can't believe he did that. No, no. Because remember, you got those three pointing back at you, <laughs> right? Because we all are sinners saved by grace. I feel I'm on fire tonight. I feel like the Holy Amen. Ghost is yes. here, yes. and I know it's here, and I hope that you will learn. So, what is going through your mind? What you listen to, what you read, and what you view will dictate what's going through your mind. Yep. Listen, read, watch. Listen, read, watch. Listen, read, watch. What you do in those three areas of your life: the eye of the soul. Right, the window of the soul, the scripture talks about. Right, yes. what you see, what you hear, and and, and what you uh, listen to, or what you, um, yeah, whatever I just said. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to you've got to safeguard yourself in these areas of your life, and you can do it. Do all things through Christ. Amen. Amen. So don't don't ever hesitate to say, you know what, I'm having bad thoughts today. You ever wake up and have a bad dream? Yeah. You go, man, my brain's not right today. I'm thinking bad thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And what you can do is begin. I, for one, in my life, I say to my wife, I had a bad dream last night, right? And I know that she's going to make me safe, right? And listen to me and help me. She's going to walk with me. She's going to be in a place where I can be honest with her, right? And she's not going to judge me. Now, a lot of couples struggle with this, right? Because they get very judgmental, right? Um, with each other. And that's the wrong. That's wrong. Because God gave you as, each other as your help, helpmate, helpmate, right. helpmate, helpmate, right. helpmate, right? Many that are single, you know, you, you should have people in your life, right? You should have people in your life that you know are trustworthy, that will never repeat anything you say to them, and that you can call them no matter what and say, hey, I'm having a bad day, man. I'm thinking about things I shouldn't be thinking about. You don't have to go into detail. I, people, I had someone here recently come tell me about something that they'd fell into. I said, whoa, 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 time out. No, 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 no. No, no. Because what the enemy will try to do is plant that in my brain. Yes, that's right. Right? So I don't want you, don't tell me all this. Just tell me, Pastor, I'm struggling. And I need your help to pray. Why? Because I don't want you to now think that I know everything and every time I see you, every time I preach a word, I'm preaching to you. Amen. Amen. No, I'm preaching the word. And the word is the convictor, right? So don't tell me all your details, right? And you shouldn't tell anybody all your details, by the way. Right. Amen. Amen. Why? Why? That's exactly what I would say. Why? If Christ forgives me, who else do I need? Amen. Anyway. Let's start, uh, what's going through your mind? How do you get uh, your thoughts uh, on course when you're bad? The name of Jesus, right? The right people around you, the right music, the right thoughts. 
They're listen. I listen to all kinds of music, right? I'm a music concert. I love all kinds of music. I love classical. I love, I love some good. Uh, you know, I love everything, right? I, I I just like music itself, right? So I'll listen to Lecrae. I'll listen to, I'll listen to. Uh, I love some good country and western where I've lost my dog, my pickup truck, and my wife. <laughs> um, right? But there are days, there are days that I wake up and say, mm -mm, no, no, I can't listen to anything. But that that's lifting up and glorifying God, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. You say, Pastor, shouldn't you do that every day? I do do it every day, right? There's some days though that I, I, I don't I'm not in a place where I'm gonna be tempted or I'm gonna be right depressed or I'm gonna think about things that are already forgiven or think about things. So when I'm advising people, people say, Well, should I only listen to Christian music? Well that, that's between you and God, right? Um, I'm, I'm very honest with you. I, I listen to uh, I don't listen listen to illicit things and things that are nasty and dirty and all that. No, no, we're, we're gonna, that's sinful. Uh, but you know, I'll listen to a good George Strait or you know something that I a good country song or or uh, you know I, I don't have a problem with that. Love journey, love journey. I want to know what love is. Um, um, I love you know the Eagles and all that. You know, I, I you know that's my era, right? You know, there was a, we were at a restaurant the other day, and, and I, all my kids were there with us, and, we're, and they were playing this amazing, um, the electric cheetah. Weird. I put the picture up, um, but um, it's a coffee slash cafe kind of place, um, weird place. But they're playing all all. 80s. It was all 80s. It was like, I'm like singing away, man. I'm like, ah, yeah, this is so awesome. <laughs> so, uh, and I knew everything. Like, you know every single song. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> I snuck around and listened to it. Um, but uh, you, you have to understand what your mind monster is. You, you have to declare the blood of Jesus first and foremost in your life. And there are days, you hear me? There are days you need to turn TV off and not listen to the news. Why? Because it takes you places you shouldn't go. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Amen. 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 So our minds, our minds. Someone say my mind. My mind. So how do we navigate these times and how do we handle these situations that are right in front of us right now? I've already talked to you extremely about the, the, the technology you have in your hands, right? The, you know, we used to, you know, we preached against TV, but we didn't preach against the computer. We should have been preaching against the computer and not the TV. Right, right. TV is so lightweight in today's world, you know, uh, because there's so much in the palm of your hand. You hear me? Amen. So, let's be careful. Be careful. Be, put people in your life. So, everybody say fear. 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 Fear is not of God. So, I'm, I'm talking to you tonight, some of you online here tonight, and when I say certain things, I'm going to talk about certain things, your stomach goes, <laughs> right? Because, A, you, you may have struggled with what I've been talking about. B, you're worried about struggling with what I'm talking about. See, right? And so what happens is our mind monster comes and says, Pastor's talking about you tonight. <laughs> no, I'm not. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just talking from the word of the Lord, right? And what the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me. I talked this on a whim, uh, the first part of this, a couple weeks ago, because we had a mishap. But it turned out to be the will of God. And, and I, my wife said, what are you teaching? I said, I'm teaching about mind monsters. I'm going to keep going because it's, it's where we're at. Right. 
fear, 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 fear. You watch the news, all the war in Iran, uh, war with Iran, and what was going to happen, and the Yemen, and all this and that, and Israel and Gaza and the world, and everybody's mad. They're protesting and rioting here, and rioting there, and rioting, rioting everywhere. And you know, it's it's just it's all tense, and it's you know you can't sit at the table. You know, I I was watching the news the other day, and and they said uh, Thanksgiving things not to do. And the first thing not to do was talk politics with your family, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I said, man, that's amazing, great advice, right? Mm -hmm. But it's sad advice. It's true advice because we live in such a divided world, right? If you want peace at your table at Thanksgiving, talk about the weather, the tigers. Talk about the eruption in, in Iceland that's going on. Talk about things that doesn't divide you because I promise you somebody at that table is going to have a very very different view than you do. Right? Christmas is coming. I'm just preaching to you right now, right? Online. Come on, hear me tonight. Yeah. Right? Be wise as a serpent, harm as a dove. Don't prove yourself right. Let God settle all that, right? You know who you are, what you believe, move on. Someone say amen. Amen. Uh so what is a mind monster? Well, mind monsters are fearful. Someone say fearful. Fearful. Their imaginations. Everybody say not real. Not real. They're not real. <laughs> their imaginations, they are not real. How many of you have worried, 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 worried about something when you got home it wasn't even there? Right. Yes. You thought your husband was going to be mad or spouse was going to be mad. When you got home and told them, they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. Right? And you were like, I worked up all day long how I was going to talk to you about this. Right? Leave it at the foot of Jesus. It's about despair. It's about anger. The world is just angry. Has anybody noticed when you drive down the road how the, how angry the world is? Yes. I mean, I, I'm talking about craziness. I have a dash cam now because I run into crazy people no matter where I go. Like people cutting you off and giving you the finger and, and brake checking you. And I'm like, what is going on? Right? They're angry. They just want, and they're in a hurry to stop at a stoplight. Seriously. You know, honk at you, get around you, burp, and stop. You know, it's bizarre. So, what is those mind monsters? Anger, worry, insecurities, guilt, inaccuracies, assumptions. These are all fearful. When you assume something, well, I think Brother Carl talked about me. I, I don't know. They were whispering, and I'm pretty sure they were just talking about me. And really, all he said was, you need to get the spinach out of your teeth. Right? <laughs> hey, you got some spinach in your teeth. And you think he's pointing at you. Hey. Nate, listen to him, he's crazy, right? And we assume and our mind goes crazy. And so we don't come back to church for weeks. We don't go back to the family reunion because by God, they they talked about me the last time I was there, right? They were just trying to get spinach out of somebody's teeth, man. <laughs> so we let fear, all these things become mind monsters. Someone say mind monsters. Mind monsters. Now if I'm telling you the truth, someone say amen. Amen. So uh, if you're online tonight and, and, and you, I'm pinging the truth to you, I want you to type in amen. <laughs> so start here. Let's start here. You can handle a lot of things. You cannot handle or have a positive life with a negative mind. Can't happen. Agreed. Can't happen. Right? So let's look at Judges very quickly. And i got to move like the wind because I'm... Whew, i got to move. What, what time is it? Okay. Oh, I, okay. My watch is different than my... Yeah, I forgot to change my watch. Okay. Judges 6, 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak tree in Ophrah that belonged to Joash, the Asbarite, and where his sons Gideon was threshing wheat 
in a rind press to keep it from the Midianites. So there was a tribe, uh, 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 they were hiding from this group, the Midianites, and he was, Gideon was threshing wheat. And if you keep reading, you'll learn the Lord, the angel appeared unto him, and Gideon, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. <laughs> and and, and he, he's like, whoa, what? And he says, pardon me, my Lord? Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? You're a mighty man of war. I'm back here threshing wheat in the wine press. Not supposed to do that at the wine press. <laughs> I'm hiding from my enemy, and you're calling me a mighty warrior? Why, why did God let all this happen to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us to these hand of the Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in strength. I love this. He ignored him. <laughs> Sometimes when God ignores your prayers, it's because he's trying to push you someplace that you, you're sitting there trying to negotiate with him about what he's been doing, and he just wants you to go do it. Right? So a lot of times we are right here. Go in strength. He, he didn't even approach what Gideon was. Go in strength. You have and save Israel out of the Midian's hand. I am not, what, am I not sending you? Am I not sending you? So the, the Lord did not even respond to Gideon's complaints. Because let me tell you, complaints are worship of, of demonic powers. You said, what? Wait, hold on. You know how we praise God? What do we say? Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. You're a good God. When we complain, what are we doing? The exact opposite. Can't believe you let me do this. I can't. Why is this happening? Well, it's, it's, it's the opposite of praise, right? So understand that. And then he says in, in verse four, "Pardon me, my lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. In other words, I'm the least and the least and the least and the least. I'm the shortest. I'm the no. It's, you, you got the wrong guy, right? I, I can't go on straight. Lord answered, "I will be with you." Someone say that with me. I will be with you. That's what the Lord is saying to all of us today. I will be with you. No matter how you feel today, I will be with you. No matter how you feel today, God's saying, I'm going to be with you. If you'll trust me, then I, we can do great things together. Amen. Instead of being fearful about something that's not real. Right? All things are in God's hands. So the, the Midianites, well, we find out later that they, they, they really, they, they're really no problem for God, were they? Right. <laughs> he kind of wiped them out. Like, you know, just obey me. Go laugh like a dog. Well, that sounds crazy. I'm not doing that. Yeah, well, you're not getting victory. And sometimes God requires things of us that we say, that's crazy. Why do I have to do that? You look at the New Testament. He commands us to be baptized. Why do I got to get all wet to be saved? Because God said you have to do it. That's why. Not because we made it up or it's a public confession. No, Jesus said you, you, you must be born again of the water and the spirit. You can't skip this. This is something he requires. So in our lives, if we're not careful, we find ourselves negotiating with God in the midst of our trial instead of just going and doing what God wants us to do. Gideon said, no, no, I'm the weakest. You don't want me. I'm a, look at me, man. I'm, I'm the weakest of the weak. God's saying, I, I, I told you to go in strength. I'm going to be with you. And you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. And that's exactly what happened, isn't it? Yes. Gideon was dealing with negative experiences in his life. So he let, listen to me carefully, he let his mm, family and his tribe 
dictate his response to the Lord. His past experiences made him to believe he could not do what God was saying. So he let his past dictate victory for not just himself, for all of Israel. He was negotiating. No, no, I'm not the guy. I'm, I'm the weak guy. right? Because he believed what everybody had told him. We're the weakest. You're the littlest of the weak. He had believed. David, sling. <laughs> You're an idiot. I can't believe it. I don't come to you with short and sin. I come to you in the name of the Lord. He knew what he was doing. And Gideon had to hear God really closely until he finally got it. Oh, I'm beginning to get it. Right? Watch. Remember this. <clears throat> he had to get it clear in his head. That I'm not negative. I'm not those things. I'm not weak. I'm not a failure. I'm not the guy that always screws up. I'm not the woman that always is behind. I'm not all this stuff. No, no. I'm going to start from where God sees me. Someone say amen. amen. I'm going to start where Jesus saves me at the Calvary. <laughs> my sins are gone. My past is behind me. And I'm now in the Holy Spirit now. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. I'm walking in the Spirit and not in the flesh. So therefore, I'm going to act. Like I've been delivered. Because I have been. I'm going to act. Not what I've always been told about myself. I'm going to act what God is saying in my life. This is my greatest, as a pastor, this is my greatest uh, hill to climb in people's lives. They've lived very hard lives. They think they're unworthy. They've never, God, uh, and I say to them, go study the Bible. God used Rahab the harlot. He used David a murderer. He used, I mean, God specializes in people that made bad decisions. Amen. Right? So just pick yourself up and start believing God's word. Remember, because bad things happen to you or trouble hits your life does not mean that you're a bad person. And don't let that sit in your head. I told someone Sunday morning, I said, I feel like you've built a house in this place of hurt. You're supposed to have a tent, but you've built a house. you gathered stones. You've, got, you've decorated the garden. They started weeping because I was right. Because their hurt was their refuge. It had become, they had become so in love with their hurt that they could not move on. They were supposed to be in a tent. It was supposed to be mobile. They were supposed to stay there for a moment, for a little bit, to do and, and be mournful and, and weep and cry and be hurt. And those things are important. We've got to do them. But don't build houses in those places. Don't, 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 don't build gardens and invite the contractors over and put a deck on it. No. But that's what we do. Because our hurt defines us. Amen. 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 Our hurt defines us. So when we are living in that space, we are not living in God's faith. In the faith that God so willingly and lovingly gave to us. We are living in fear. Because we're fearful that if I get out of this hurt, watch this, if I get out of this hurt, then I have to really live. I can't use it as a crutch or an excuse anymore. I have to be responsible with my life. I can't say, oh, but I, I my childhood, you know. We all have bad childhoods. Amen. <laughs> Hello? Amen. We all have stories, right? Amen. God delivers every one of us. And I'm not saying, look, oh, you know, just get over it. No, you got to pray. you got to do the hard work of changing those neuron paths. you got to do the hard work of forgiveness. you got to do the hard work of all those things. But once you get done with that, pick up the tent <laughs> and move on up the mountain to where God's called you to. Now you can look down the mountain and say, I've been there. Let me help you through that spot. Oh, yeah. 
I've been there. Let me give you some advice that God showed me while I was there. I'm there. I was there. One of the greatest gifts God has given me is to be able to tell people. Lisa does this all the time where people will be ministering to them and they'll say, oh, but I've been, I've, I've had this sickness for you know, five years or ten years. And Lisa looks at him and laughs. And says, well, I've had MS for 22 years. I've had MS. And, and I understand not being able to wake up in the morning and not being able to move and having to take pills and shots and all this. Shit. I get it, but that doesn't mean my faith is any different than it was. Yes, I went through a crisis of faith. We all do in our moments of, of trials and tribulations. But I come out. I didn't stay there. I didn't build a house and have a deck on the back. I got my tent up and now I can look back and say, I can help those people that are on the lower paths that are going through the same kind of things. Amen. And that's what God's called you to do. He calls you to be a witness. This is part of that witness. That you come along somebody and say, hey, I've been where you've been. I've been where you're at. Oh, you haven't No, and you tell them a little bit. Right? Wise transparency. Someone say amen. amen. No details. I've been where you're at. I promise you, I've been there. And what, let me help you. Because if God can deliver me, He can deliver you. Amen. If God can help you, He can help help me, He can help you. So don't resent your hurt. Use it for God's glory. With the enemy for evil, God turns and what? To good. To good. Someone say amen. Amen. So, okay. Second uh, Corinthians ten and four. Am I helping anybody tonight? Amen. Am I helping anybody online tonight? I hope I am. Someone say amen. Amen. Okay, mind monsters. Second Corinthians ten and four. For the weapons of our warfare are what? Carnal. Not carnal. Come on now. But mighty. Everybody say mighty. Mighty. Through God. Everybody say through God. Through God. Someone shout through God. Through God. In Christ, I can do all things. Right. So. Um, to pull down, to the pulling down of what? Strongholds. Now, I've stood on the floor of the valley of Corinth. I've stood on the streets of Corinth, and there was only one mountain. There's only one high spot in that entire Corinthian valley. There's a sea on one side and a sea on the other. There's a canal down the middle between the two, and it's been there for ancient days. But the temple of Aphrodite, the temple that is ungodly, the temple of of, of the genesis of Zeus and and all these false Greek gods and, and myth, myth, mythical gods. I can tell you stories about what happened. And you read Corinth, and they found mass graves of babies. They offered babies sacrifices. They did, they were crazy. They shaved the heads of their teenagers and made them serve as sex slaves. Made them. It was like army service. We're drafting you. You know, you got to be if you're going if you're going to be a part of this right community, you have to do these things. We know this historically. I stood on the street of that city and looked up. There was nothing else. Bro, it's flat all around this. But this one mountain, it's like, it looks like, almost like Mount Fuji. It just goes straight. It's just like perfect. It just goes up, right? There it is. And Paul said, listen, I know that you're living in the shadow of this evil thing that you've been a part of your whole life. It's destroyed your family. It's destroyed your life. It's left marks of sin and, and all this stuff. But listen, no matter how high it is, you got to... Cast it down. Because if you'll cast it down in Jesus' name, nothing can stand against the name of Jesus. Amen. So casting down every high thing that what? Exalted. Aphrodite was exalted itself above God. It was God, right? Paul says, I don't care if you're in Corinth. There's no excuse. I don't care what you've been through. God is able. Right? Amen. You just got to cast it down. You got to actively, proactively... Cast these things down. Every imagination. I'm going to say my mind. My mind. This is imaginations. They're not real. They're, they're, they're 
There are things I think about that end up not being real, but the enemy torments me with them. <laughs> Imagination. Every high thing is also to get the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every what? Thought. To what? The obedience of Christ. Many times I'll pray that prayer. God, help my mind to obey you. Did you hear what I just said? <coughs> I don't pray, Lord, help me to obey. I pray, Lord, let my mind obey you. Let my mind be in Christ. Let my mind, right? I'm going to stop here for just a second. And I don't know. But I want you to understand that your brain and your mind are two different things. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. So physiologically, you have a brain. It's an organ. It's like your liver. It's like your heart. It's like your lungs. It functions. It's chemically and electrically uh, fires. You have serotonin, which is a hormone that that uh, is receptors, and it's very complicated, very unique, and very ornate and beautiful thing. That's not your mind. That's your brain. And many times our brain is sick, and it affects our mind. So when we are not taking care of our brains. People, people, oh man, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna get no help for that. No, I'm not crazy. I'm not gonna be. No, 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 no. If you got hormones that are off the charts and you got stuff going on that you don't understand, and you're not a friend of mine, uh, finally had a huge brain tumor on a mess. He started, and I'm just telling you, it's it, things were happening that he was not himself, right? Not himself at all, right? And sometimes in our hearts and minds, we, th we think, oh, man, I'm going crazy. No, you're not going crazy. I told someone recently and helped them, and I got them a doctor's appointment. Right? Why? Because you can't fight spiritual what is physiological. Amen. Amen. It ain't happening. Right? You, you, you got heart problems, you go to a heart doctor. Right? That's right. You got, you got pulmonary issues, you go to a lung specialist. Mm -hmm. Right? And you get worked on and helped. Why? So that you're healthy. You can breathe. You can have oxygen flowing through your body. The same is with your brain. So I, I rebuke all the spirits of hell that try to convince people that you can't get help for your brain. Because your brain can be sick like your heart or your lungs. It's an organ. But your brain is not your mind. Your mind is something that comes from your soul. It is a part your mind think your mind resides in the brain, right? It's a part of your thought process, but it's not it's not your brain, it's your mind. Your mind is the center point of your thought. Amen. Of your influences, of who you are and character, all these other things. <coughs> Thank you. So anyway, does that make sense? Yes. So don't be afraid to get help with your mind. No. That's the trick of the enemy. And this is good. Look, it's taboo in just about every community I know. Right? Oh, I ain't going no crazy doctor. I ain't going no, I ain't crazy. I'm not going out. You know, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, no. It'll take heart medicine, breathing treatments for your lungs, but you won't take anything to help your brain. Give me a break, folks. Why? Because some stigma somewhere. Right? Don't let that plague you. I rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. You take care of everything else in our lives. Take care of your mind. So I had I had thyroid. I'll just tell, I told this many times, but I didn't know I had thyroid issue. I didn't know my thyroid had died. Had no idea. I started having massive depression. I mean, not myself. I mean, crazy thoughts and all kinds of stuff. Right? 
I, I didn't know what was going on. I, I went through a period. I, I'm pretty sure I had a nervous breakup. You understand nervous breakdown, nervous breakup? You understand that, right? A, a nervous breakup is when your, your brain says, I'm all done with you, body. And your body says, I've been done with you for a while. So they just break up for a while. <laughs> and they don't function well together. Your brain and your body, they fight each other, right? And found out that my thyroid had totally died. I had no idea. All my tiredness, my all this stuff, all the signs were there. I, I was, you know, I was in my forties. I was young. I actually was in the thirties, um, late thirties, and I was like, I, the doctor says your thyroid's dead, right? hypothyroid. You know, you got it's it's dying or dead. It's, so now I take a, a, a pill every day for replacing that thyroid. Uh, what it does, and I've, I've been fine. Why? Well, because I took care of my body. My physical body was failing me, mm -hmm. right? And it was something that medicine could fix. I'm not suggesting you throw medicine and everything. Yes, I know. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I do all that. Get all that. Believe all that. But there's a time where if you're having a heart attack, you don't say, "Please, don't don't work <laughs> on me." I know I'm about three seconds from death. But just don't use those paddles because I'm, I'm going to pray here. No, no. You say, can you please help me? Put the paddles on. Amen. Give me some. You're right, right. Don't be silly with God. Luke was a doctor. God gave us doctors for a reason. Amen. So let's say amen. 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 I, I, one of my favorite quotes is many, many. I'm talking about 30 years ago. We had a preacher come through as an evangelist, and he's preaching against preaching against uh, prescription drugs. Right. You're taking prescription drugs. I'm, I'm, I'm in a react. If you're taking prescription drugs, God is not pleased with you. You need deliverance from that tonight. He says, let, let me read you a passage of scripture. <laughs> and I leaned up to my dad and I said, those are prescription glasses, correct? <laughs> so I went to him afterwards. I said, you're wearing glasses. I rebuked those glasses in Jesus' name. He got so mad at me. In fact, he did, he, we parted ways. He never preached here again. Because it was it was ungodly. I wasn't going to put up with it. My dad said, well, you take care of it. You saw it. I said, okay, I will. <laughs> because you're berating people because you have this idea, and then you slap glasses on your face, and, and you know, your prescription glasses. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you know. The scripture says laughter is good like a medicine. That's right, exactly. <laughs> like a medicine, that's right. So um, it had some sort of reference to medicine, right? Uh, I'm not suggesting you, you pill yourself away. I'm not suggesting. I'm a big time natural person. I love taking natural things for natural, you know, resolve. And I'm, I'm, my wife is all, we've been into that for many, many, many years. And, uh, but I am smart enough to know that there are things that I need help with, right? Amen. You can't fix a thyroid unless you get help. I, I, well, I didn't make my thyroid die. You know, I didn't come up and say, it wasn't how I was doing anything. No, it just happened. I don't know why it happened. Nobody knows why it happened. So don't be hard on yourself when you're struggling. I'm speaking to somebody online tonight. I really feel this. Don't be hard on yourself when you're struggling in your mind. Because you can't fight. Listen to me carefully and I'll move on. You cannot fight spiritual battles that are caused by physical things. Amen. Fix yourself. God can fix you. Pray. God, heal my mind. Right? But go to the doctor after you pray. Right? Pray and believe. Pray and go. Right? Why? Because it's too, it's too important. It's your heart, everything. 
Now, I know people that say, well, I'm not taking, and that's fine. I, I, I respect them and don't criticize them, don't, but don't criticize me. Amen. Right? Because we all have things that we have to overcome physically. So if you have lung disease, well, you know, we're going to pray for you and believe that God's going to heal you. But in the meantime, please get reading treatment, right? We want you to hear someone say amen. amen. All right, I got five minutes, uh, and then I'm going to quit. Um, am I helping anybody tonight? Amen. Yeah. I hope that you would say that. <laughs> so, weapons are for not carnal, mighty through God, and pulling down strong, casting down imaginations, exalting itself against the knowledge of God, bringing captivity through the obedience of Christ, through the obedience of Christ. Listen, then Gideon starts debating with God because his mind monsters. Listen, he allows a filter to dictate his perception and reality, and we do the same thing, right? I see myself as, I'm going to close with this. Um, I see myself that as we live, we gather filters. We gather filters. Um, we used to have coffee makers, and they still make coffee makers with filters. We have a coffee maker in here that makes filters. If I put like 15 filters in one uh, and, and try to brew some coffee, I'm going to get a lot of coffee on the floor. Because the water is going to be produced faster than it can get out. Because there's too many filters. Mm -hmm. If I put one, the design, right? And I say that one is the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus. That one filter is that I'm a new creature in Christ. Amen. And if I let that one filter be the filter that I, I measure everything by. Because all things are in him and all things or about him and in him. All, all that. So if I, can, if I can be in me, listen, so I carry to the altar all of these filters that I have. The filter of I'm not good enough. The filter of you're just not smart. You're a dumb person. The filter of I can go down the list. Right? The filters that we gather when we make bad decisions. The filter that I screwed up as a teenager. The filter that I I, I mean, we could we just take well that just I mean I'm gonna put that filter in there and what happens? We try to live life, and water gets poured in, and the life comes faster than we can get it out, Amen. and we become overwhelmed and we get mess everywhere, and we think that's normal. Good analogy. And we think that's normal. It's not normal. One filter. One filter. So what, what Gideon was doing is he, I'm, I'm the least filter. I'm the, I'm the tiniest filter. I'm not good enough filter. He started laying filters. And God's saying, listen, I'm not going to ignore everything you just said. I'm not going to respond to you. I'm just going to tell you, go in strength. Because I see all your filters, but I can remove them quickly if you'll let me. I'm, I'm going to ignore your complaining and all your whining. Because that's just more filters. And in my life, I find myself so many times putting in filters that God never intended. I get wounded. You hear me? Listen, I get wounded by a friend, and they're you know, a brother of the Lord. They're a fellow pastor, and I can't believe. And so now I'm angry, and I'm mad, and I'm hurt. And so I gather a filter, and I put a filter. So now every pastor I see, I filter them through this experience. Are they bad too? Will they hurt me? You follow me? Amen. So what happens in our life? We have friends that have harmed us. And so now we can't have friends because we fill them through the same filter that, well, 
everybody's failed me, everybody screws up, nobody's loyal, oh, and we go through this. Our spouses, they lied to me once, they're gonna lie to me again, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we put filters in our lives. I feel so heavy right now. <laughs> because if we're not careful, we will be more in love with the filters than we are with the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. God is calling us as a body of Christ in this hour to take away the filters. The filters of hurt, the filters of racism, the filters of ungodliness, the filters of all these things that are in our society dividing us and hurting us and bringing us to places of captivity that God never intended us to be. He commanded us to what? Love one another. So we don't have a filter of love. We have a filter of all this worldly thing. We watch the news. How many of you have been angry when you watch the news? You see something, you go, how in the world could they murder that child? Amen. How could, who in the, and then you get angry. You want, you want, you know, I'm, I'm getting a plane ticket. I'm going over there punching somebody in the nose, right? I'm, am I telling you the truth? Yeah. Have you ever watched a story online that somebody abused their child? You want to put me in the cell with them for five minutes, right? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because we, we, we feel that anger. If we're not careful, we'll let that anger carry us into places we never were intended to go. Listen, His grace is sufficient to the places. He said, I won't put on you anything that you cannot bear. If God puts it on us, He's going to lift it off of us. But if we say, you know what, I want your coat. Give me your coat. Right? Give me your stuff. Give me your stuff. God's going to say, well, have fun with that. Good luck. Right? I'll rescue you at the other side. But you're going to go through some stuff because you're picking up stuff that's not your business. Amen. It's not your calling. It's not, mm -mm, right? People say, why do you do this, that, and the other? Because God didn't call me to that. He called me to this, right? Amen. And I've had to live that because if I'm not careful, I'll just gather filters. In my, I'll, I'll be the filter gatherer. <laughs> I don't even know if that's words. But I, I'll be the person that goes around, I got hurt, well, let me put that filter in. And soon I have so many filters on, I have no room for coffee. I have no room for God. I'm just hurt, wounded, angry, resentful. God is calling us to, come on, give it up, put it to the altar, let God work it out, let His grace be sufficient. Amen? Amen. Someone say hallelujah. 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 If, I'm, if I'm, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is in this room, and we're going to pray together here in a second. And those of you online, I pray that you will save this, and I pray that you will share this. I pray that you will comment and like this. Comment, like, and share. Uh, because uh, the world needs to hear this. I needed to hear this tonight, right? Amen. Yeah. We all need to hear it because we all have wounds we carry and filters that we... You ever go to the cabinet and say, well, I know I have that filter somewhere. <laughs> they hurt me about 30 years ago. I know I've got that filter in here somewhere. Have you ever talked about somebody you hadn't thought about in 20 years and all of a sudden you're mad again? <laughs> I would. The laughs tell me, yes, that's true. <laughs> right? Because why? Because we save filters. God said, give it to me. Come ye. All ye that are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Come on, put it into my altar. Take my yoke. It's easy. This burden is light. I'm going to bear your burdens. Right? Give it all to God. Someone say amen. amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today for all you're doing with us. Lord, I ask that this word would be poured into our souls. Not just our minds, but our hearts and our souls. That our... Lord, spirits would be open to what you're trying to get each and every individual to, to face and look at and deal with, Lord. Help them to be confident in the fact that you love them and that you died for them and that you want to save them and will save them.
Lord, help them to believe and know that your word is true and that you will, yes, you will heal them from all their bad decisions. I pray today that you allow us to live this out and not just talk about it, but do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody shout amen. amen. God bless you.